You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. I have to speak quietly today because I captured a great and very interesting part of TC talking about his own business that he has built back then with Chase Rucker. And this is information that nobody is allowed to hear. And even TC has no idea that I'm publishing this part as a podcast episode. <laughs> well, actually, he does know. And he approved that I'm allowed to share this segment with you in public. So don't worry, all is good. I just thought this was funny. I want to let you in that conversation right away because to me, this was really interesting. And TC, he gives so much insight into how he built the company and how he got to a lot of composers that actually worked for him full time and how he scored the shows like The Gummy Bears, Elven and the Chipmunks and the Disney stuff. So I'm really excited about this episode and I hope you will love this too. So let's jump right in. I uh, was always good in getting work and to creating stuff for myself, mostly out of fear. I was always afraid I was going to starve to death. And uh, so I was highly motivated to get someplace. Uh, my parents hated the fact that I was going to be really a guitar player, not a composer at first. And I decided to change to composition when I realized that there was no money in being a guitar player. So uh, I was with Chase Rucker. That was the name of my company. Steve Rucker, a hell of a keyboard player. And I realized early on that he was, when producers and directors would come over, he would be the one demonstrating things and getting the credit for being musical. And I was getting the credit for being business. That drove me crazy. So I started studying piano and I learned how to play piano. And uh, at least good enough to demonstrate. I built this company with Steve Rucker. I was doing all the business, had all, all because he didn't like business. And so in a way, it was a big blessing. I got to learn how banking works, how the music industry works. For in those days, how it works. Now it's a little different. But in those days, we were a royalty-based business. Animation was huge in royalties because there's so much music in those shows. And so my brother was an animator, so I had a little toehold in animation uh, that way. So I started bringing in animated shows and I was very good at it. I brought in so much work that we had to hire other composers, five composers working for us at Chase Rucker. I mean, not just a couple of minutes, but all week long producing, because we have five shows a week that we had to score, had to write all the music, produce it, and make the fixes because they would edit in those days. And so uh, I developed ways to edit things. We had orchestras every week for for the Disney shows. We did gummy bears and wuzzles and some ducktails. And so we had a 40, I think it was 44-piece orchestra. There wasn't a lot of editing then. There was editing on the shows because we'd get the shows and then there was no computers score at the piano. So that's how that started. And, uh, and I needed help. And so I, uh, I immediately hired Del Hake. He, he was in the NORAD band. 
He had been writing music for years and years and years. He wrote music for the Ice Follies and a bunch of different... He was a seasoned guy, trumpet player, so he understood brass real well. And uh, we were dear friends. So he's, I got him started on Alvin and the Chipmunks because that was a big show for us. So I was faced with, I got to learn how to write fast because some of these guys really can't, they can write certain things. They can't write everything. And so I started developing a way to think, partly based on diatonic, but also based on intervolic thinking. And I developed it. And it was a lot of years of development. I mean, I have... You know, I would write exercises and how to do it. You know, I would study other people. It's not something you can use unless you've got a clear idea of what it is you want to write. And you doesn't teach you how to sketch, doesn't teach you how to gather materials. And so what we want is, is for you to get trained and then to help you get work and have you become a resource. And the philosophy in meat is completely different. And you probably know this already, but I'm going to just repeat it. Our philosophy is you don't own this. You have to tap into the creative pool. And if you really get good at that, if you just get out of your own way, it becomes easier and easier and easier. It's, a, it's kind of like exercising a muscle. You just get used. And one of the ways to do it is start training yourself to not think about my music. It's not that it isn't your music. It's just... It's just that it shouldn't be your focus, right? But now we're so far away from that. And, and I took the whole idea of just be free of everything. And let's start our course with let's write a line. Here's the basic church modes. Just write a line. Just write a line. Don't worry about chords or anything. Just scale tones. And so we started with that. And that's the first part of the course, line writing. Every single lesson that we've done, Frank and I have written, both of us, to prove that it works. So, because it, it's no good if it doesn't work. And we're still doing that. So, my base now, when I write, generally, I've realized I, my gathering is when I'm writing a lesson. Like right now, I'm doing the ear training stuff. And the ear training stuff is basically the catalyst was, you know, I think I could hear better if I worked on it. And so why I don't want to be a master composer and not really have acute hearing. And so I'm gonna, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to delve into that and then Frank says, "Yeah, but you should just be documenting your travels here." And I said, "Absolutely, you're right. As much as I can find. See what's going to happen. I'm going to initiate this." And then all you geniuses out there, make it and find what works for you. And it'll get developed, but I got to give give you guys a big enough ball of wax to mold a little bit and try it on yourself. But I'm breaking it down because, for example, open intervals are hard to hear. They're hard to sing, too, because you cover a big space quickly, you know. I just think that if we can really collectively develop this, which is, which is kind of how the orchestration thing developed, you know, Mark got into that, just was all natural. You know, he loved doing it, and Frank mentioned it, and he said, okay, before we know it, he's contributing, and then they're going back and forth. And so the same thing will happen with the ear training. The goal is to create a new way to think musically and cover all the important stuff so that when a guy gets through it, he could basically continue to teach himself. 
he doesn't need a guru. Instead, he has associates, you know, other, other masters, so to speak. So I'm pretty sure. And since TC mentioned so many great things about the business side, I want to point you to a piece of content that is part of the Composer's Toolkit, and I'm referring to the Business Booster. So if you're interested in learning the best practices, what we think works best in the music business, go to musicintervaltheory.academy slash toolkit and get free access to the full Composer's Toolkit. I guarantee there is a ton of things in there that will help you build better writing skills, better business skills, and enjoy your musical life much more. So to end this episode, I also want to show you the audio part of a video that I did recently with TC. And we talk about his credits in animation and how he managed to write so many scores for all the episodes. You can actually watch the full video on the website of the Composer's Toolkit. I will also link to that page in the show notes and I hope that you take advantage of that opportunity. So this was Frank, have a wonderful day and hopefully we meet again in one of the next episodes of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. Bye. Interval theory provides a completely new perspective to composition. It focuses on intervals instead of chords and scales. And it will lead you to musical places that you never thought would open up to you. Since intervals have a nature, the music will sound fluid and connected. And man, did I need it in my heavy working days in music. Well, TC, I know that you are very humble and actually never brag about your credits as a composer. So at this point, I see it as my responsibility to let the viewer know about the fantastic credits that you have achieved using interval theory. Wow, you humble me, Frank. I'll just say this, though, if you recognize any of these shows or characters, you already experienced applied interval theory because that's what I did for years. TC, you are really one of the top composers for animation, I have to say. No question about that. And the musical storytelling is really fantastic. I've seen at least half of the shows that we've acknowledged in the short clip right now. So that's fantastic work. And I'm so glad that this insider knowledge now became the foundation of the Composer's Toolkit. And this will give everybody a solid understanding of how interval theory works and how everybody can apply this to their own writing immediately. It's true. So grab your toolkit right now because you'll get instant access to all the resources. Just put your most trusted email address into the box and get direct access within minutes. And we can't wait to see you inside.
This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.